Hi, I'm Caitlin. And I'm Jess. And you're listening to Above Average. The podcast where we, two above average performing arts students, try to expand our below average knowledge of the world and how it works. In this episode, it's all about sports. We're talking football, basketball and my weird obsession with the Olympic Games. Along with a special guest appearance from our mate, Quinn McCarty. So grab your halftime oranges. And settle in for this episode of Above Above Average. Average. All content in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Hello everyone and welcome back Congratulations if you made it this far It's episode 2 baby Let's go We thought we'd kick episode 2 off with a little bit of spice An introduction We've got a guest for you He is known as Quinn McCarty Or as we like to call him Miss Quinton Or Moves McCarty if you saw the capping show Say hello Quinn Hello everyone So Quinn is here as our expert of this episode Yeah he's really a theatre kid but he knows a lot about sports A lot more than us We roped him in Let's just say Quinn would have been very upset if he was wasn't on the podcast. Yes, I would have been. So to kick off this sporty episode, we have my national sport, if you will. And no, not rugby. I have two passports, thank you very much. A red one and a black one. It's her national sport, guys. She literally bleeds it. That's right. We're talking about football. Yeah. Yes. Football. Football. A sport that my ancestors know and loved. Well, knew and loved. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to clarify it. <laughs> I think they'd be slightly disappointed in me is I have no knowledge of football at all. The closest understanding I have to the magnificent game is the 2000 and something film, Bend It Like Beckham. <laughs> yes! See, the closest thing I have to knowledge about football is that I once played it in primary school and I got a McDonald's uh, drink oh, bottle. Yeah. And then the sidemen went to the Euro final. Wait, you're didn't... telling me you haven't watched She's the Man? Well, I have. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if you, I was you in knew she... football from that as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I was on She's the Man, I would be that guy, that little snake guy. What's his name? Marvolio. Marvolio. No, or, or is that's that the, the spider? Yeah, it's the other one. It's the other one that sings the clown through your window. That's good. That's good singing. <laughs> anyway, I thought today I should make my ancestors proud and learn a little bit more about God's gift of a game that is barefoot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we have him on, the expert himself. <laughs> Seeing as I have British blood running through my veins, I decided to look at the different football leagues in the home country itself. And I found out some really interesting things. Would you like to hear them, Caitlin? Yes. Would you like to correct me on them, Quinn? Yes. Okay. <laughs> So here's what I found out. There is multiple different football leagues in the UK and I decided to look at the EFL Championship League. What does EFL stand for, Caitlin? Eggs for lunch. Incorrect. Do you want to take another guess? (laughs) Energy for later. Wrong again. It's the English Football League. Well, that's really embarrassing. How did I not get that? Eggs for lunch championship. Eggs for lunch championship. (laughs) Petition to change the name. I'll email the Queen. Oh, I've got a cell phone number. Do you actually? Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) The highest division of the Eggs for Lunch, as Caitlin has now called it, is called the Championship League. Ooh, Ooh. interesting. But it's actually not the highest league of football in the UK because there's the Premier League on top of that. That's kind of an owl. If you're like, oh, I got into the Championship League, I'm the top league, but you're not. And you get into the Eggs for Lunch instead of the Premier League. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Well, the British, you know, they love winning. That's why they call their second league the Championship League because even if you win that, they're champions. Excuse me. Are you trash-talking the British? No. (laughs) 
that's what I thought. <laughs> it's just funny. They're the only league that has that. The other leagues, it's like the second division is called League Two of that league. Well, speaking of League Two, you have the Championship League, yes. then League One, then League Two. And what I thought was funny, the way these leagues work is a promotion and demotion system. Oh. So say you're in League One yep. and you're one of the top two winners, you come first or second, yep. you get promoted up to the Championship League. But then if you're in the Championship League and you're like one of the last teams, how many teams is it, Quinn, that get demoted? Bottom two get instantly demoted and the bottom then two. two other ones fight for a playoff spot to make it. So does that mean three get demoted? Uh, All together three will get demoted, yes. Yep. So three get put down to the other league. So if you were in the Championship and you lost your back down to League One, I had a little question. I got a bit confused. Okay. Because I thought, so that makes sense and all. So if you win the Championships, you get pushed up to the Premiers. Ooh, exciting. But what if you're in League Two and you lose? What happens then, Quinn? You go to League Three. Is there three leagues? There's like 12 or 13. That is so many Wikipedia lied to me. Well, like, I think League Two or Three is when they they break off to amateur. Oh, I see. So that's like the League Two, I think, is the last professional league. I see, I see, I see. But like, yeah, teams can get from League Four and be an amateur team and somehow make it to League One if they're good enough and win every year. Oh my gosh. I'd like to think I'd be in League 11. I'd be the water boy. I wouldn't actually because I can't run very well. So I'd I would be I'd be the cleaner, the stadium cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> I'd mow the grass. <laughs> but no, it is it is weird though because League One is the third league, but they call it League One, but it's their third lowest league. So Probably just trying it, to make confuses me as everyone well. feel better about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So well, it's a nice. Oh, you're not in the Premier League, but you're still in League One. You're, you're, you're in a league. Yeah, <laughs> that's very nice. Oh, well done. Well, Good you. <laughs> also, I'd like to give a big shout out to Nottingham Forest in Notts County because up Nottingham is that your favourite team? Well, no, that's just where my grandparents live. Oh right. Speaking of Nottingham, I think it's a bit odd that there's two teams for one city. Yes. And also it's kind of awkward because Nottingham Forest is in the Championship League, but Notts County is in League Two, Ooh. which is the bottom the bottom one of the professional one. Why are they called County and Forest? Is one in the Forest and the other one's like in the County? Well, you know Robin Hood? No, but yes. Do you not know who Don't Robin Hood is? like that, guys. <laughs> the Disney film with all the animals? Robin Hood and Little John walking through the forest? No, I've never watched it. <gasps> Caitlin! <laughs> I see I see a lot of memes, though. On and You call yourself a theatre student. I see a lot of memes. That's how I know Robin Hood, of everyone being like, Robin Hood's so sexy, you know? Robin Hood like, is attracted? the one who the stole thing. from the rich Engaged. to give to the poor. Oh, so Robin Hood was apparently a real person. So Robin Hood ate the rich? No, he didn't eat them. Well, he didn't eat them. He just stole money he from stole them. He stole money from but them. But you know what I mean? Like, he's, like, eating the rich, you know? Not, like, actually, like... Yum. I mean, yeah, kind of. But he lived in Nottingham. Oh, okay. I... So Nottingham Forest is like where his humble abode was. Okay, I've got you now. So Nottingham Forest is a football team. I don't know why one's called Notts County. It's like how they have two universities in Nottingham. Yeah. They've got Nottingham University and Nottingham Trent University. Yeah, they But do. Quinn, do you know why there's two teams? I don't know. England, again, does England's this a weird. lot. Yeah, well, in the top league, they have Manchester United and Manchester City, whose stadiums are like, like five-minute walk from each other's. Oh, I didn't know that. So it's like really, really weird. Some uh, teams actually play in the same stadium. <laughs> oh, it's like two different Premier teams. <laughs> two different teams, had yeah, the same in the lo- stadium. In lower leagues, yeah, definitely, and other leagues as well. But most, yeah, most team, most countries and teams have just yeah. one from the city. But uh, England's like a country where football, like you said, it bleeds football. So football, yeah, football, let's come yeah. and I'm. It didn't so, feel warm. Literally, every little town has a has a has its own team. Yeah, it's multiple, yeah, multiple clubs in each. It's awesome. Yeah. So you know how in New Zealand, how we have like regional rugby teams. 
Highlanders and then we have the Hurricanes and the Highlanders and stuff and then we have the All Blacks is that kind of the same system? Yeah in, kind in, of. in that regard actually yeah football has what rugby doesn't have which is transfers which they can buy players oh I see in rugby you can't buy a player like a, a Hurricane can't get bought by the Brumbies to move over there but in yep. football like if you're a league one playing good you can get signed to the Premier League like, oh, okay. in specific transfer windows Yeah, so that's the biggest difference between them so that's like in rugby here it's like a promotion system and not about team but like you as a player so you'd go through your club level then you go to your regional level then you'd have to play for the Hurricanes yep. then you'd play for the All Blacks yep. but there you get, get scouted and then you get bought so that's like the main main difference between rugby and yep. football I know one of the Hurricanes Ooh. I went to school with them so you know how the All Blacks is made up of the multiple teams is the England football team made up of Premier League team players England yes yeah. England's one of the teams and one of the countries that mainly likes to scout its players from its countries but yep. most other countries their players go abroad so oh. they'll play from everywhere like they can play from anywhere mm-hmm. and you can still play for the international team even though you're not playing for the club team in your country right. but for rugby you have to play for a club team in your country yeah. to be able to, to be. make the All Blacks yeah. so right. you can't like go overseas and take more money yep. and then expect to play for an All Blacks team but in football yeah. you can but England's one of the ones where they really go abroad they've only started doing it recently with yep. some players and being successful because the English team coach don't really view players outside of England as good players because they don't think they've done it in England yet so yeah they, 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 um, England is in my opinion the best um, league in the world so the best players play there Ooh. So, like, it's, it used to be Spain but now Messi and Ronaldo have both left so now they're probably the best league in the world well now that we understand how things work kind of I did a bit of research on what a football game actually looks like how do you play it okay. like what happens so I have my expert here to tell me all the things that I'm wrong about from my understanding there is 11 players on a pitch and it's kind of like rugby where they have the numbers on their back of shirts yeah. that then correlate to the position that they play ah. so number one is the goalie pretty self-explanatory job number two is the right back player what do they do Quinn? they're the right back of the defence so they mark oh, yeah. they mark the opposition's left winger and then does the left back player do the opposite of yeah, that? mark okay. the right winger I see uh, number four is central defender does that mean they stay in the centre? Yeah. Oh, so it's like a it's literally a centre and netball yeah. I'm, I'm killing this yeah, yeah icing it. number five it said it's called a sweeper what on earth is a sweeper? so that's, a, that's an old term oh. we're not so, up to date oh no it is but like five isn't necessarily a sweeper role anymore a sweeper right. role is like an old role which mm-hmm. will play just slightly behind the central defender to sweep all the players that are coming in but I now see. four and five are usually just both central defenders oh, oh right that's cool yeah. I see and number six is a central midfield guessing they go in the centre of the midfield so the right wingers is number seven yep. I'm guessing they stay on the right of the wing yep they attack the right side of the wing usually seven in football is like your star player a lot of the times where's mm. number seven so like David Beckham yep he'd wear seven okay. a yep. star older times they usually stick to numbers these days it's kind of changed up a little bit like you don't have to specifically be a right wing to be a seven like yep. you can play a left wing but usually it's like an attacking role but sometimes it's more a defensive role as well mm-hmm. like Kante is one of the best players in the world he wears seven but he's a central defensive midfielder oh. so he doesn't attack much at all but usually it just means like your starish kind of player yep. like Cristiano Ronaldo or that number yep. you said Beckham wears that number a lot of big players wear that number mm-hmm. like, Amanda Bynes and she's a man was she seven I think so that would make sense yeah Yeah. an icon number eight offensive midfield quite rude <laughs> number eight's just rude to everyone else <laughs> on the field <laughs> they slander everyone yeah number eight's just there to wreak some havoc I think that's exactly what that means is that what it means Quinn they're just offensive to everyone else in the t- <laughs> everyone else on the pitch <laughs> no but oh. that'd be funny okay <laughs> I'm going to keep that. But actually, to be fair, though, back in the day, if I'm looking back at it, a lot of the number eight players would stereotypically be the ones that would play more aggressively, yes. Oh. And get, like,
like red cards. Yes, definitely. Boom. Naughty. Number nine, the striker. Mm-hmm. I think Channing Tatum was the striker in Cheese a Man. That's hot. He was. Because he, they're like the ones that kick the goals. Yeah. yeah he was. They strike it, yeah. yeah. I just Googled it before. He was wearing number seven, actually, so that's why he was he was the star player of that team. Oh. Who was number seven? Channing Tatum. In that then what was Amanda oh, Bynes? What was 13, Amanda 13. What's? Because she was on the bench. Yeah, because she yeah. was. Oh, right, Remember? Because Sebastian. Because Sebastian ruined yeah. it for her. Yeah. Oh, Sebastian. Number 10 is the second forward. What happened to the first forward? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's still there. <laughs> well, where'd he go? Where's the first forward? <laughs> ten and nine, they kind of intertwine oh, a lot okay. of the times. Ten second strikers are usually like sits behind the striker a lot of the times, yep. like as a centre forward. But uh, these days can be used as a same position. So a nine and a ten can play together in more terms. A ten would usually sit, sit behind the striker to feed him the balls to get the ball into the goal. Interesting. My favourite player of all time was a number ten from Holland. Love, love of Holland. Mm-hmm. And lastly, we have the left wing. Hooray! Yay! Yay the left! Yay the left! So yeah, that's just like the right wing, but on the left they. Uh, attack the left side. So their wingers attack. wingers are usually the ones that people know to be like the flashy ones, the ones that do all the skill moves. Oh yeah, look cool. Usually the pretty boys in quotation marks. But like you, Quinn, <laughs> pretty boy. <laughs> I was a, yeah. when I played, I was a striker. Oh, yeah. you are a I bit was, of a striker, middle, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. I was a little fast boy. What are you now? It's a medium fast boy. <laughs> <laughs> Not as fast anymore. Still short, though. (laughs) You're perfect size, Quinn. You're fun-sized, if you will. You're fun-sized. Yeah, well, not in my own country. I'm under height. Six foot's the average height. I'm 5'8". No. In Holland, yeah. I think so. Holland's got the good genes. I'll tell you where we're going on our next holiday. Holland. So after looking at all the position numbers, I looked at a diagram of the pitch itself. And it just looked like a very big version of a netball court with like the centre circle and then two goal ends, except the ends were a bit more rectangular than circle. It would make sense. I thought, I mean, the pitch looks pretty simple. It's quite big, actually. Definitely a lot bigger yeah. than a netball court. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So now that we've learned a little bit more about football, I thought I would create my dream football team. So this is not going off any knowledge of any football players. This is just who I think would be nice to have in a football team. <laughs> For starters, we have the sexy goal player from the English team. I I have no idea. Pickering. Okay. Pickford. Pickford. (laughs) Yep. Just pretend I said that. Number one, he's cute. Next we have Louis Tomlinson because he loves football. And and, he's played. And we love him. And then we have Amanda Bynes and she's the man. Ovi. Channing Tatum and she's the man. Ovi. Then we have the sexy coach from Bendit Like Beckham. Yeah. The two girls, obviously. What's her name? I think her name's Jess, which I love that. It is. Her name's Jess, which I love that. And then Kira Knightley. And I like the dad from Bendit Like Beckham, Jess's dad, the one who plays cricket at the end. Yeah. Because, like, he's a bit mean at the start, but he's actually really cute at the end. So I'd like him on the team. And then just, like, like three of the sidemen. I'll just pick them out, whoever I'm feeling that day. Oh, would you not strategically pick the sidemen? No. You wouldn't go like Harry Lewis, Ethan? No, I'd just pick whoever I Josh. felt like that day. Oh. No. It's a good team though. I know. Strongly structured. I thought so. Good looking. I think there's someone for everyone. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's built a team for the masses. A team for the people, if you will. Yeah. And to end off this section about football, the national sport of Great Britain, I want to tell you a little story, a wholesome story, if you will, about the last time England won the World Cup. In 1966. So, Grandad Groves, who is my granddad, was watching this game on the television, obviously. Big football fan. Was this the last time football came home? This is the last time that football came home. <sighs> and the only the time football's come home. Hey, 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 hey. It didn't come home. We almost it's won this time as well. <laughs> 
Quinn, shut up. So Grandad Groves sitting on the couch watching the football with Alison Groves, who would then be Alison Clark, who is my mother. She had just been born, been born that year, 1966, and Grandad Groves was looking after her as Pauline Groves, shout out to my grandma, was, I don't know, doing something else. She wasn't watching the football. Then someone scored. I don't know who it was, but someone in the English team scored. And my granddad got so excited that he threw my not even one-year-old mother into the air with excitement, screaming. Grandma goes, comes in and goes, Brian, what are you doing? Because he'd just thrown their baby into the air. And that's the last time that football came home. And that's a very nice story that I thought everyone would like to know. Yeah. So the moral of that story is... Don't throw your babies. Don't throw your babies in the air. Oh, I can... Yeah, but... <clears throat> do you remember that game? He scored in the 90th minute. That's like the last second of the game. Whatever I'd be holding would be up in the air as well. Oh. You wouldn't understand 90th minute goals. It's just... It's next level. Oh, we wouldn't understand, Caitlin. We wouldn't. We Eng- wouldn't. England was down that game. They're about to lose, and then they ended up scoring in the last second, and then scored two goals in extra time to win it. So it was a very, very good game. Again, just we just wouldn't four understand. Two. Four two. Four two. My oh. goodness. But anyway, that concludes our section about football. The next ball we're going to be talking about is the ball, the basketball, if you will. Nothing but net, baby. Splash. That's what they say when they hit a three. All right, we're going to hand over the b-ball section to our mate Quinn. Go. <laughs> Go. What would you like to tell us about basketball? Well, basketball is another great, great sport. One of my favourites. I only got into it quite late into my life because, as I said before, I'm only five foot seven or eight. So, basketball is not the best sport for me to be playing. <laughs> oh, you can do anything you put your mind to, Quinn. Yeah, not when there's six foot three people just <laughs> <laughs> jumping over you. Six foot seven, more yeah, like. E- exactly. So that's but that's just why I love it so much. Big spectator of the sport. NBA is a good one. I support the Portland Trailblazers. What is the NBA, Quinn? The NBA is the National Basketball. Association. Oh, wow. Even I knew which, that one. Yeah, which is quite funny because no um, the National Basketball Association, so it's the league that's in America, but they call it the International League, but it's only set in America. Right. And when you win the NBA, yes. they say that you are the world champions. But you're just the champions in America? Yes. <gasps> just America getting up themselves. That's, to why, I oh. that's why I love America because, you know, they just they say you're the world champion. But you're actually not. You're not. They did win the uh, Olympic Games this they year. Did so they did. Yeah, they did. They are, that's the, interesting. they are the best team. They have the best players. Their team is, yeah. is, I mean, is yeah. amazing. Yeah, but um, basketball works a little bit different than football. Bit of contrast. So in football, there's one, usually two games a week. In basketball, there's one every two days. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they play 48 minutes every two days, two or three days. 48 minutes, pretty intense running. Like when I play mm. basketball, it's a lot harder in your um, cardio skills than football and rugby are because you're just running up and down, yeah, up and down, up and down, fast. up and down. You don't it's stop moving. Yeah, yes. Is that why pace. they also, because there's so many games, is that why they're always on at Union Grill? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. why the games are constantly on. And that's why being a fan of basketball is such a great thing because you're watching every day you can be watching a game, a different player be yeah. playing, like a big player be playing. Is there so many games because there's so many teams and they all have to like play each other? Um, there's a lot of teams. There's a lot of teams. I actually don't know what, because they all play each team, I think, four or five times in the season. So oh. it's a lot. So they play 82 games. 82 games? Yes. And there's 30 teams. You play. Wow. Yeah, two or three times. I think some teams they play four. But yeah, so they play, play all year. And then their finals is crazy as well. Football and other elimination sports, if it's like a semi-final or a grand final, if you win that game, you go through, you're, you know, and you're out. Yeah. In basketball, it's more balanced. Basically, the better team goes through each time because it's whoever wins up to the first four games. So you get seven games max. Whoever wins four games first goes through. That's so right. usually the 
the team that is better will go through. Like an underdog story is a lot harder in basketball than in another sport. Like mm-hmm. football, a lot of underdogs can win. So like Leicester was in like League Two, and then three years later they won it, which is a crazy story. Yeah. But in basketball, it doesn't happen much. It's all about building a great team and being able to win in a series rather than in one game. Yeah. You can always beat someone in one game, but you wouldn't usually beat someone in a series. Yeah. And then in basketball, it's cool because they do trades, which I love. <laughs> rather than football, when you buy someone in basketball, they don't. You can't buy someone, but you can mm. trade them. Ah, <laughs> like marbles. Yeah, literally yeah, like, like marbles. marbles. Or yeah. numbers, or as numbers. we talked about last yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, literally. You like my marbles as cool as that marble? Can we swap it? Same as a basketball. Like I like this player. You like my player? Yep, we'll swap them then. Like me with numbers. I like you. Here's my number, and they don't give it back. Yeah, mm, story of my life. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it is unfortunate. But yeah, that's why I love basketball because it's always a constant flowing game. I reckon it's the best sport to watch live because every game is over 200 points being scored. It's a lot of points. A lot of points. 100 points per team usually. On average, like 102, I think. And the money they make. Money, money, money. Oh my God, man. Someone, Steph Curry just signed to, I think it was like a 250 million... Dollar deal. Not a um, Steph Curry. Yeah, the bet. So he signed. A That's t- a lot of money. He signed a two hundred and fifteen million dollar extension for four years. So he makes four hundred and twenty six thousand dollars per game. He's going to play this year. The Otago <gasps> Nuggets wouldn't get paid that much. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever have that much money in my entire life. We are doing performing arts, so unless we're Meryl Streep, then we're not getting that. But I just don't even think I'm getting that in general. No, no, not not many people will. That's why it's ridiculous. I think. It's I think crazy. we should get maybe we, basketball. Yeah, maybe we should play basketball. Yeah. So an average player on the basketball teams like a low league player will make a few million dollars a year <gasps> like two million and it's a low, it's a low contract like the minimum like what's the minimum contract it's like I think like a million like 1.1 mil right we're playing basketball <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's why it's obviously so big watch so out the Otago Nuggets in. we're coming for you yep. we're taking over 925,000 is the lowest <gasps> ca- is the lowest salary <sighs> that's more than I'm that probably making get. in my lifetime I'd say so yeah we, um, all of us oh all God. of us put together yeah. and that's the most average player <laughs> <laughs> oh well, below it, two below average girls. Yeah, nice can become average, average players reasonably. Yeah, I was gonna say one time. Speaking of how many games they watch as well, there was this one morning, and I pre-planned it with Quinn that I was gonna go over to his house to watch the basketball because he, he does these viewing things. But the basketball, <laughs> we just watch basketball. <laughs> no, literally, literally, and it's and, an experience. And Quinn messaged me like it was probably like the night before, and he was like, "You better come over early because it'll pack out. My lounge will pack out. There won't be any seats." And I end up like getting there past the game that he wanted me to watch because he wanted me to be introduced to his favourite team and I was extremely late and well, and he got surprising. really upset with me. Yeah, I would be upset with you but too. I did, but I did still go over and I watched the basketball and then we played Catan. Yeah, but you missed Damien Lillard. Yeah, I know. But I did my research I'm glad to see he's over it. Yeah, he's really... No, Caitlin was just getting into basketball and she wanted the team to support and I was hoping that she'd support the team that I was supporting. So yeah, like, come watch this I... game because everyone watch the game because there's a player on my team who's like the most amazing player in the world. No, he's like the What's your team going? Portland Trailblazers. Oh, okay. yeah. He's even but got the hat. Damien Lillard, he's amazing. He's not just like an amazing basketball player. He's such a cool guy in real life as well. He does so much for the community. But he's just so good at basketball. And it's like when you watch him, you're like actually infatuated with basketball. See, like, Quinn whoa. told me to go for Quinn the Trailblazers. I do have a man crush on Damien Lillard. Yes. Quinn told me to he's go for the Trailblazers and I went for the Suns. So. Nice. Suns and then they though. lost. Suns they good, they did lose. They, Suns are good though. Yeah, they are pretty good. The funny thing about the Suns is um, they got a player called Devin Booker who goes out with Kendall Jenner. He's so hot. Oh, is that her? Um, yeah. That's her boy. Her boyfriend. And That's her man. Kendall Jenner, 
if you didn't know this, she when he made the finals, she said, "If you win the league, I'll give you a baby." Oh no! <laughs> well, that makes sense. She like, posted that on Twitter as well. Oh like, no! Give you a baby. What did you do that? Just like know. a random baby like, or a, a baby? <laughs> Everyone was like, "What are you? What? This is so weird. Why are you like?" <laughs> also, what is, is she gonna? To what is she gonna give him now that he won the Olympics? Because mm. he got gold at the Olympics for basketball. What's he getting from Kendall? A second baby? <laughs> okay. The hard-hitting question to finish off the basketball Quinn. Just like Jess did, if you could make a dream basketball team, who would be in it? Ooh. And you can include yourself. <laughs> yes. I hope are you, you do. Are you meaning current players or all time? Um, you anyone don't even, you want. You don't even have to have players. You could literally pop Kendall Jenner in there. <laughs> you can have anyone you want. Nah, I'll try and make my best of all time team, which would be quite difficult. Okay. Um, at point guard, it probably would now have to be probably Steph Curry after what he's done in the last like five years or Magic Johnson. Oh, yeah. Um, amazing stars. Shooting guard would probably have to be maybe Kobe Bryant to play Michael Jordan at small forward or interchangeable and then LeBron James at power forward and then probably Wilt Chamberlain if you haven't heard of him at centre. He is the only, not. He's the only player to ever score 100 points in a game by himself. Wow. No. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh my yeah. goodness. And the only player that got close to that is Kobe who dropped 81 once. But yeah, 100 points is unbelievable. Wow. That was back in the, I think it was 50s or 60s, so uh, he was like the first like really yeah. dominant player to come in and like mm. really just dominate. But even, they reckon these days he'd still dominate because he could bench press what, like I think Arnold Schwarzenegger saw him once, like bench press something and he was amazed and this is when he was in his like physical oh, prime. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, this dude was like seven foot one. Wow. <laughs> God. <laughs> it's a huge dude. Well, this dude that came in this year was seven eight. Was he like seven, seven eight? eight. Yeah. That's like Taco Falls his name as well. Taco, I love that. I couldn't even imagine how tall that is. There's a foot taller than a six foot eight guy, and a six foot eight guy is it's massive. massive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's two meters twenty six. I would be an ant. Mm-hmm. At f- me at five two to that, I would be an ant. Mm. Is that your completed dream team? Yes, that would be my completed. I dream love team. And what what would you call that team? Quinn? Yeah. <laughs> making moves, making money with moves, <laughs> McCarty. That's a very long basketball team name. I think it's quite funky. I like moves though. Quinn moves. Quinn moves. <laughs> Quinn moves. If you guys didn't know, Quinn Move moves. Move for Quinn. And the international Move champions are Moves for Quinn. Yeah, moves yeah. for Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a charity. But now that team playing together would be amazing to watch. Take everyone from each era, put them into the same team. It'd be interesting how they'd work together seeing as they're from different yeah. eras of basketball as well. Yeah. Okay, first off, we would love to thank you, Quinn, for being our lovely expert on all things basketball and football. But Big Dog Ratcliffe over here is taking over for the Olympic section. She's taking your job, Quinn. Yeah, sorry about it. Obviously, right, I'm the biggest Olympic fan I know, right? I had, You're the biggest I, Olympic fan I know as well. Yeah, I had the app this year. Every time someone would win a gold medal, I'd send a pulse of support, even if it came through in, like, class. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to send my pulse of support. She loves a good pulse of support. Because they felt it on their wrists. It was really cool. But I only discovered the Olympics through the Geronimo Stilton books. Oh, I love Geronimo Stilton. Because do you remember there was that book on the Olympics? Yeah. They had a few of them and it, it was scandalous because they talked about drugs but they made it about cheese or something, obviously. Yeah, about... Um, and they had like, yeah. they had random facts about Athens in there yeah. which really intrigued me. So me being a girl who loves to do research, I went on Google when I was Unless like, it's for an essay. No, I like that. I That's a lie. Um, <laughs> I don't. But that's how I got into the Olympics and then the first one I watched was... 2008 Beijing. My swim coach went to the 2008 Beijing Olympics. Yeah, well, that was also the first time we were introduced to Valerie Adams, the icon. And I got so into the 2008 Olympics, 
This is really embarrassing, by the way. And my mum's going to have a good giggle at this. We lived on a farm at that point. I was eight. We lived on a farm. And we got to own our own cows. Right. So me being the girl that likes to name her animals, I named it after one of the mascots of the Beijing Olympics, Juan Juan. And so Juan Juan the cow was so cool. May he rest in peace. No, Juan Juan was a she. Never mind. But so I've watched it since then and I haven't stopped. Like I watch every Olympic ceremony, opening Mm -hmm. ceremony, closing ceremony. I watch all the games. My favourite opening ceremony is Rio 2016. Oh, I'm disagreeing with you. Mine's 2012 London. See, Rio was just beautiful for me because it had like the whole birth of like South America coming in and I thought it was amazing. But Dizzy Rascal performed bonkers at the 2012. That is, and so did the Spice Girls in One Direction. And the Queen She flew flew in in with James Bond. Yeah. It was iconic, but I felt like Rio was more heartfelt. That was more showboaty. I liked Um, that one better. Didn't England lose heaps of money? Oh, shut up. Yeah. Here's my history of the Olympic Games. So, the first Olympic Games were held in 8th century BC in Olympia, Greece, which were like a tribute to Zeus because of Mount Olympus. My dog's called Zeus. Blah, 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 blah. Um, Your dog is very cute. I know. Um, And the Greeks were pretty serious about the Games. At one point, they got invaded by someone in old times, and they stopped fighting to carry on with the Olympics. They were like, no, let's not fight. We're going to play sports. It's like on Christmas Day where in one of the world wars where they played football with the opposing team and the winning team won a trophy made out of like cans of beans and then the next day they're fighting again. Yeah. The Greeks were also naked. I know. Which is crazy. Did that give them more agility? Like what? Well, I mean, in ancient Greece, being naked wasn't the taboo that it is today. It was very much like a normal thing. Well, because they could show off their physique if they were naked. They would get get oiled apparently so they didn't get sand in different crevices, which I think is a very smart idea. And it it was a male only. Yes, yes. No, no no females. No. So the Olympic Games were held every four years back then until they were banned in 4th century AD. And then they were resurrected again. Why were they banned? Something about it being a pagan ritual. Right, I see. Yeah, and then again they were resurrected in 1896 in Greece for the first time, which was the birth of the modern games as we know them. Yay! So exciting. So then we got women were allowed to compete in 1900. And do you know, only in 2012 did every single country send a woman. Mm. It wasn't until 2012. How scary is that? That's only nine years ago. What do you mean with didn't send that? Like there was no like female athletes. Like some countries athletes. didn't have female athletes to send to the Olympic Only games. had male athletes. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah but I crazy. like that because, well, I don't like that. I think it obviously should have happened earlier. But the cool thing about it is that our now most decorated Olympian in New Zealand is a female, yeah. Lisa Carrington. She's an icon. Oh, yeah, the rower. Yeah. And then so you've got the torch relay. So they light the flame with like a mirror and some glass thing. Why don't they just light Greece? it with a lighter? Because it doesn't last as long. So they light it. It travels around the world yes. in the things and they have a spare one 30 seconds away from it at all times to make sure it stays it, lit. Yeah. And then they take it to the games. So then they light the torch and it's beautiful and yes. it's amazing. And my favourite Olympics obviously to watch has been Rio 2016. I got to see Usain Bolt run which was amazing. There were two Timmers Hard representatives who won a silver medal, Natalie Rooney and Tom Walsh with the bronze. Timmers Hard. And then our flag bearers were really really hot so that was a bonus for me. Haven't they always been like really hot though? Yeah this one. Like the this past year's couple one, of Olympics? Yeah this year's one was really attractive as well. Mm. They had like odd sports as well back then so they had like pigeon hunting um, You they mean had, pigeon shooting? Yes. Well they still, they do the clays. Yeah they, they do shooting but they don't shoot pigeons. No but don't they shoot clays? Yeah. Which is kind of similar pigeon. yeah. Which is what it is without yeah. shooting actual pigeons. The ducks or the pigeons. Yeah. Even though 
pigeons are gross. So this year Tokyo introduced like a lot of cool sports as well. So you had yes, skateboarding, climbing, and they also introduced us to some iconic staples of the Olympics. For example, Tom Daly knitting poolside. I want one iconic. of those cardigans. I know. Iconic. I want one of his cardigans it's as so well. so cool. And also, I would like to give a shout out to my personal heartthrob of the Olympics from TikTok, Sam Fricker, the Australian diver. I'm in love with him. He calls the Olympics the Olympics and it's so cute. I love him. And he got 28th, but if he's listening, I just want to say that he did a really good job. And it yeah, makes- he's, he's very sweet. He gave like everyone on TikTok a full tour of everything yeah. Olympics. And, and the beards and everything. Yeah, and the cardboard beards to reduce waste so they yeah. could recycle them and stuff. Yeah. And he was just very nice. He's and- the most wholesome part, or the se- one of the two most wholesome parts of the Tokyo Olympics by far. And he was really upset when he got 28th. And everyone and was I so was proud really, of him. I was so upset. Obviously, he succeeded. He got to the Olympics, but he deserves so much more. Here's my little tidbit. You guys have been making your teams. I want to tell you guys my team for the Olympics. Okay. Say if we were to do the Otago University Olympics, mm-hmm. we would have them in different sections. For example, running would be like running from Central Library to the Performing Arts Building in yeah. five minutes. The bottom of Union Street. Yeah. Boxing would be like the U-Bar line. Oh, not the U-Bar At Pint Night. It would literally be the Pint Night line. And then you'd have like competitions for seats at Central, parking. It'd be fun. We could get gold medals, maybe some money from the uni, free vouchers to Union Grill. And I'm going to pitch that to the uni right now that we do that. Sounds good. What's that sound? What do you mean? Can you hear that? Oh. Quinn, can Can you you hear that sound? Can you hear that sound? No. (laughs) (laughs) He can't. But guess what time it is? What time is it? It's time for the history alarm! exciting. So we thought we'd leave that little segment as a surprise to you, Quentin. But we have an alarm that goes off. About history. And I'm now going to give you some historical tidbits on the Olympic Games. The Olympic Games. Woo! Probably the most notable Olympics in the 20th century was the 1936 Berlin Olympic Games. And a lot of things were going on at this Olympics. Hitler was Chancellor. Verge of World War II. The Verge of World War II. Mm. The American athlete, Jesse Owen won gold in the 100 metre. Um, really shook Adolf Hitler in front in of Hitler. Mm. That was a big rub in the face. Awesome. Take that, Adolf. I think that was the first ever African-American to win in the um, Olympics as well, wasn't I it? I think so. Yeah. Or because person of colour to even be in the Olympics, wasn't it? I'm not sure. Definitely, he was definitely the first person of colour to win. To win. Was it maybe win? Yeah, win? yeah, yeah. So he won, obviously won gold. And then when he got back to America, they greeted him and whatever. And then they gave him like a an envelope with lots of money in it. And, you know, they took the picture, shook the hands... And then he wasn't allowed to use the normal elevator with everyone else. He had to use, like, the staff elevator. That makes me want to cry. Yeah. That's really sad. So this guy's just won Olympic gold, and they, like, welcoming home, but then he has to use the freight elevator in the building because he's not allowed to use the... Mm, that sounds like America, though. Yeah. We'll, we'll acknowledge what you've won for us, but we won't acknowledge you as a person yet. Exactly. Yeah. Is it embarrassing that I'm actually tearing up? Because that's really sad. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, that's horrible. really but sad. But a very big, like, moment in the in, in Olympics history if you will but we had our own gold medalist did we but yeah, we sure did, yeah, we did. Did we? his name was Jack Lovelock yeah and he was from Timaru Timaru 
his heart. And he won the gold in the 1500 metres. Wow. He was the first New Zealand like athletics athlete to win a gold, an Olympic gold. Wow, that's incredible. Which, yeah, it was, I think we had something like six athletes go over and they had in to total. go over in a ship. Like, yeah. They had to sail there and sail back, which would have taken a very long time. Yeah. But yeah, he won, won gold in the 1500. Also, it's a feat that he's from Timaru. I mean, to yeah. his heart. Out of all places in New Zealand, he was from Timaru. And along with his gold medal, he was gifted a tree by Hitler. What? So you know how when they present their medal, they usually give them like a bunch of flowers or yeah. something? Well, they didn't have mascots back then. Usually now they give them a, like a toy. Yeah, a little toy. toy. mascot. But they gave and like them... a bunch of flowers and then the medal. Yeah. So they gave Jack Lovelock a tree, which was then planted at the Timaru Boys High School. And it's still there. It is. It's still there. I yeah. can confirm as a Timaru gal myself. Big tree. Big, big tree. Very oh, big tree. It's been growing for a while. They have the tree there and they also have a big, huge statue of Jack Lovelock. Of Jack Lovelock. If any old boys listen to this and tell me that I'm wrong, don't. There's a great play about Jack Lovelock. It's called um, Lovelock's Dream Run. We studied Ooh, it. Oh, no, I've, I've done that. Yeah, yeah. That's, Is that him? Yeah. Yeah, wow. that's... I've done, yeah, I've done that play with the um, the angry coach as well. I've, yeah, it's really yeah. really good. I would recommend... Lovelock. What's it called? What did you say? Lovelock's, Lovelock's Dream, Dream Run. Run. Yeah. Did you actually do it or did you study... I think I've studied it. Yeah, yeah. we studied we it studied first year. I'd love to see it because the cast is like I, eight boys or something and they yeah, change yeah. all these roles. It's awesome. And yeah. Think, yeah, I studied this. Very, very good player. Oh. All right, enough of that sport talk. We need to get on to something, something that we're more familiar with. Yeah, something we do know, yeah. if you will. Yes. So, guys, here's the segment you've been waiting for all episode. Here's What, what we, we Do, do know. know. This week's musical is the cult classic 2006 film by Kenny Ortega, High School Musical. I sang it, obviously, because it's a musical. Obviously. So, High School Musical follows Troy the Basketball Boy. If you didn't know already, this is what happens in High this School Musical. This is what happens, yeah. So, basically follows Troy, who's like a basketball boy, and then the smart girl, Gabriella, and they audition for the Spring Musicale at East High, and they compete with the rich theatre kids, Ryan and Sharpay. Hey, they sing together first, the start of the movie. Sorry, they do in, at New Year's Eve. Quinn oh, is very passionate about High School movies. Musical. <laughs> a fake fan. <gasps> Say that. I had so much High School Musical stuff when I was younger. Carry on. Anyway, so their friends end up hating on Gabriella and Troy because they're not sticking to the status quo, mm. if you will. And then they end up getting the roles they want after competing. And it's happily ever after until the next two movies yes. when Troy goes through the same crisis he goes through every time of deciding whether to do theatre, basketball and love this woman. I would just like to say, why can't he just do all three? Why did he not work that out in the first movie? I don't know. Why did it take them three one and a half hour movies? In the, yeah, in the second one as well, what's... He, he goes well, they add, they add golf yeah, to that. Yeah, it's golf. Yeah. It's, not even, it's not even basketball. It's, it's golf. golf. Yeah. And then they add baseball as well. Yeah. Just stick to one oh, sport. Like, but I do love the baseball scene. I don't dance. I know you can. Not a chance. Oh, no. <laughs> That was really good. That was really good. Now that we've got that rundown that you didn't need, but if you did need it... That's kind of embarrassing if you don't know the plot of High School Musical, but okay. Like I said, it's a cult classic. So, Jess, what is your favourite song from High School Musical? All the franchises, one, two, and three. Okay, so we're going one, two, three. My favourite is High School Musical 2, obviously. Obviously. Why obviously? Are you kidding me? High School Musical 2 is the best. It has the least plot. That's also true. But it has the best music. It has the best music, but it also makes no sense. 
Because so what is the plot? He Sharpe invites him to the. They all go and work at that resort, and because Sharpe invites him, and then he invites all of them. Yeah, yeah because Sharpe wants there? to get with him. Sharpe wants to get with him the whole time. Well, because and he, then Gabriella arrives somehow. Well, Gabriella comes with Troy, and she she works as a lifeguard. But the reason why Sharpe invited him is because she wants him. Yeah. She's trying to steal Gabriella's man. Yeah. So who invited Gabriella? Troy. Troy. Troy said Troy to everyone said that it wasn't. It was like a deal that if he got the job, his friends had to get all the jobs as well. Because uh, they all went as sort of like a class. They all went yeah. and got jobs there, which I don't know why a really fancy re- resort would hire like yeah. 30 high schoolers. Yeah. Like, also, a bit rough when Troy friend zones his own girlfriend, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bit awkward. What's yeah. the plot when they're there? Is it just like... What Shabba does is she uses her status to make Troy's summer better so like he doesn't have to work in the kitchens, he gets promoted to this job and then he just is like her personal caddy and she makes Troy's jobs better and better so he just keeps getting promoted and then they like offer to pay for his like scholarship to college and she's trying to get him by like being like look at what a nice life you can have with me because I'm rich and your girlfriend is not so that's what the plot of that one is and he kind of falls into that trap and all of his friends are like why did you invite us here if you're just gonna act like someone you're not like you're not this rich kid you you play basketball you love your homies and your missus (laughs) who you're not loving at the moment Mm. because you're singing duets with Sharpay. Yeah. But to answer your question, Caitlin. Thank you. <laughs> I think my favourite song, I love work, work, work this out. I love that. But it's going to have to be, as I said before, I don't dance. I know you can. Not a chance. No. I mean, the choreography, the dance break. Oh, oh yeah. It's amazing. That's my favourite song out of all three franchises. All right. Miss Quinton. Oh, mine's moves. easy. Mine's easy. We're breaking free. Oh. Not, not even. I have heard Quinn do this at karaoke. Yeah, and he is phenomenal. It was so cute. It's, me and my sister used to watch this movie a lot when we were kids in Holland. And yeah, we'd always sing this one together. And yeah, that's why it's my favourite. I'd say yeah, me and my sister. Bing's a lot of memories that's of very that's great so memories cute. we bought it one day from the store we're like mum what's that movie want to get it we got it and we watched it like oh, I couldn't tell you how many times we watched that first one it was ridiculous <laughs> That's all we used to watch. My sister used to get really annoyed at me because I'd always watch High School Musical 2 all the time. She'd knock on my door and be like, Caitlin, I've heard High School Musical 2 seven times today. I don't care. It's a good movie. <laughs> yeah. And so because of that, my go-to karaoke song when I was nine and I used to have the netball girls over was Bet On It. I used to sing oh, Bet On tune, It and yeah. it used to get me the gold. Mm-hmm. So my favourite tune out of all of them is Bet On It. My second one would be like the 16. 16, oh 16 yeah, but again, it's oh yeah, it's a good one. I love that one yeah, as well. or I quite liked Scream from High School Musical three because mm. I felt like in year thirteen mm. I could relate. Yeah, I say yeah. three actually had some really good like dramatic songs. Like, yeah, overlap. the boys Remember are like, back. Yeah, boy, See, yeah. I like I, I like the boys are back, but just I feel like the third one didn't need to happen. No, and I, oh, no. and I think that's why I'm yeah. so against it. Like I, I, I love, disagree. Oh well, I love trilogies. Like don't get me wrong, I love all three Star Wars trilogies. Love, love, love Star Wars. <laughs> not the latest one, surely not. Are you kidding me? So bad. <gasps> okay, me and Quinn are going to have a fight after this. Awesome. <laughs> watch Can't them run bucks I've watched them so at Union Grill times. after this. I watched the latest Star Wars, the first one, the sixth, seventh one. I think six times in cinemas when it first came out. I was so excited. And they ruined the last two. <laughs> anyway, back to High School we'll Musical. Afterwards. Anyway, we'll talk afterwards. We need to rate. We need to rate the whole franchise. As a whole, out of five. Mm-hmm. So, Jess. I'm going to give High School Musical as a franchise. I'm going to give it a four. <laughs> A four out of five Troy Bolton's having an existential crisis about whether doing basketball or singing (laughs) when he could have just done both at the same time. So that that is my rating system. 
because <laughs> number one's a classic. I love that line when the coach comes down and he goes, what are those two doing in a tree? <laughs> you know, it's just got, it's got classic lines, great, great music, great choreography. But I think a half a point comes off for Zach Efron not singing in the first one. That's fair. That's right. It wasn't yeah. him, wasn't it? It yeah. wasn't him. So it's Drew Sealing. Like out of the five out of five, half a point gets knocked off. Number two, no faults. Love it. Amazing. Number three gets half a point off because yeah, yeah, it's fine, but it didn't need to happen. So that's why it's getting a four out of five. Troy Bolton's having an existential crisis for me. Here's how I would rate it. I'm going to go 4.1 out of five. Nothing okay. but nets. Okay. As my dad would say, obviously. Four being because I love it so much, but again, not perfect. Some of it I still don't understand. Yeah. The point one is because I would like to find a boyfriend one day like Zeke. The baker. Oh, the baker. Because I I all I want in life, and this is for any boys out there, I want someone to bake for me. So it's a four point one out of five for the high school musical franchise. Quinn, your ratings. Yeah, so I was just googling to see what that guy's name was because I was gonna rate it up. He's so cute. He was so, so I, hot. I remember when I was young, I thought he was the most adorable human being at the end when he gave those cookies to Sharpay. Yeah, I was I'm like, in love with I was him. like, why would you not accept those cookies? Like, are you yeah, kidding me? Yeah, I'm full on in love. But she does accept them apparently in the yeah. post credit scene, which is nice of her. Because like for me, I'm a big movie buff as well, so I look at it like critically. But if mm-hmm. I'm looking at it critically, I'd give it like lower. But nostalgia wise, because yes. I love these movies, they're, they're like your score, like a four out of five, but like close to that, four, three and a half. They just have so much memories for me. Whole childhood, a lot of it revolved around High School Musical and Lord of the Rings for me. Yeah. I could see my little mate in a theatre kid coming out when I was a kid, you know, trying to fight. I love the, love the High School Musical, but also love the, the Lord of the Rings action and the thingy. You know, it's, you know, always conflicted. Because I remember going to school and always talking about High School Musical. My friends were like, what? It's like, that's not cool. And I loved it. All right. So are you giving it a four out of five? Four out of five. Childhood. Zeke, Zeke cookies. Zeke cookies. Love. love. Well, that's High School Musical. And that's what we do know. Wow. Another great episode of Above Average. And another big shout out to our friend and expert, Quinn. For providing some very interesting insights on the world of sport. Join us next time for another riveting episode of Above, Above Average. Average. Bye. 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 That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more of them at r1.co.nz forward slash podcast.